show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go! Greetings, everyone. Thank you for joining me on Turning a Moment into a Movement. I am your host, Jay Love. Thank you for joining us. And I represent the Justice for Gerard movement. Gerard is my son who was wrongfully convicted of a crime that he didn't do, innocent, and he went to prison, had no knowledge of the crime, didn't know anything about the crime, but he still ended up going prison to prison for a crime that he didn't do. Served two years in the Michigan Department of Corrections for that crime. Um, came home in 2021, and he recently passed away. And so because of that journey with Gerard, we birthed this movement, turning a moment into a movement where we come on and speak on wrongful convictions and injustice and how to... Um, motivate and educate our community about wrongful convictions. And so thank you for joining us today and welcome. So today we're gonna talk about um, where our title is, um, Sentenced to Death by Neglect. And we're gonna talk to, um, with the panel and with our guests about the conditions within the Michigan Department of Corrections and all over the United States, prisons all over the United States that, uh, people are dying in these places. And Michigan doesn't have a death sentence, but some people are um, given a death sentence. We've, um, even through COVID, people died inside. And so we're gonna have a conversation. This conversation rings near and close to me because uh, while Gerard was incarcerated, I myself had to um, advocate and fight for healthcare for him. Um, if you know about his story, he had severe Crohn's disease. And so to the point where he had to have infusions every month, and that was a fight. And so we're going to talk about that today. But before we get started, we're going to bring in the panel. And first, we're going to bring in, hey, Rabatia. Rabatia, you muted. Yeah. Good evening. <laughs> How are you? Hi. I am... Um, so excited to be here, Jay. This is, uh, you know, I I almost have to fight tears just listening to you and um, feeling the pain, feeling the, you know, the push mm -hmm. to to move on in spite of everything you've been through, and um, and the cause is still it's necessary. It's necessary for us to continue to come on to educate and to help people understand what we need to do uh, as citizens yeah. to, to make transformation in our own communities. So along with being the founder of the, the Choice Zone, where I am help empower people to get in their choice, my, your purpose is my purpose. And, and I believe that we are all purpose together for a reason. Also, um, I am so pleased to be a part of the on the executive board for Michigan Coalition for Human Rights and and along with other 
social justice networks, but um, along with in the community on a daily basis, being a behaviorist, um, <laughs> I do behavioral intervention uh, and uh, working with students and doing groups and things like that uh, in the community. I believe that the behavior needs to be changed at elevated levels and leadership in our communities there's a behavioral condition that people have been utilizing ever since the inception of the United States of America. And this behavior is woven into our every system and it's called racism mm -hmm. and dehumanization. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so glad to be here this evening. I'm excited to hear from our guests and knowing that uh, we are definitely making a difference with what we're doing and what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Reverend Tia. So, welcome back, Trisha. <laughs> you muted too. I, look, oh my goodness, what's up tonight? <laughs> I am so excited to be back. Um, it's been a while, but I've been watching and just seeing the continuation of the education uh, of our community. And so thank you so much, Jay, for just answering the call and continuing to do this very, very necessary work. Uh, we salute you always. And we take a moment and salute fallen warrior, risen spirit, Gerard, on this day as well. Um, when I think about this topic tonight, ah, it's one that it is so rampant throughout the Michigan Department of Corrections and across this country. And it's one that I can't understand how we can claim to be so into humanity and not care about folks that are medically frail, that are dying because of neglect. I just, I can't wrap my mind around it. And, I, and so I, I am grateful for the guests that are going to be here with us tonight, the loving guests that are going to be here tonight, that are going to share. And we are uplifting them in prayer because I understand that this is so hard for families to talk about. But I salute all families who stand on the side of righteousness, um, even through the pain. Um, and so thank you, Jay, for just always making this platform available to uplift. I love you. I love you too, Trisha. And I love you, Reverend Tia. Love you. <laughs> so glad to see you back. <laughs> I, I see you all the time, though. I see you doing what you're supposed to do. Right. Before we bring on Attorney Hugo Mack, I want to send love to Shawana. Yes. Uh, yes. If Shawana is listening, we love you, Shawana. Please get well soon. Ashley, she is on the road to recovery. So, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. About, let me tell you how much on the road to recovery she is. I'm gonna put her little tail on blast too, cause okay. I got a message from her today. Call me, and I was like, "Can I just talk to her earlier?" And she's sending out cash apps for the for the summit. Just wanted to make sure that we have donations <laughs> for everything that we need for the summit. I said, "This lady is laying up here and had just a terrible time, but she is still." on the front line, still making sure that the needs are being met. That's what I'm telling I, I wish somebody would say something about my sister. <laughs> me. 
Because I'm yes. going to tell you something, that right there is a true warrior. Yes, that right there is. goes to the trenches and goes in places that some of us would never even think about going. So, Shawana, we salute you, sis. We love you. Yes. And we thank God that yes. you are on the men. Yes. 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 We was. Yeah, we yes, we was talking business while I was there meet <laughs> with her. So yes, <laughs> you know, and and only only Shawana still goes in the neighborhood, so she wants to see what else do you need. Mm -hmm. She didn't just go to the family; she went to the whole neighborhood. What else is needed in the community? Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, she got it there. Yes, yeah, she did. And I mean, such a powerful spirit. Yeah. Uh, Shawana, girl, my shero, my shero. Yeah, Trisha. <laughs> yes. And also, I want everyone, hello on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, hi, Spotify. And those who are going to listen later on or doing this, hello, we welcome you. Now yeah. we're going to bring in Tony Hugo Matt. Hey. Hey, brother. Hello, everyone. God bless you. Hey, look, can you hear me? Yes, attorney Matt. <laughs> well, see, now, now, see, now, you don't, you don't got me programmed, J Love. I always got to ask because so many times, you know, it's been, attorney Matt, we can't hear you, you know. And so I've had my system checked about 20 times. I still don't know why it's me, you know. So, but, but look, it's all good. Um, I'm in my mobile office right now, also known as the Ford Fusion. Uh, working my way back to, but and no, to say I'm not driving. Yeah, right. So, so, <laughs> so but you know, I just want to say this really touches my heart. This topic because I know what it's like on many fronts to pay a debt that's not owed. I know what it's like to be stigmatized because of that debt, and I know what it's like to see people who pay a special debt in the penitentiary. Those people with physical and mental challenges, because believe me, they get zero consideration. Zero, all right? Other than maybe warehousing. I've told y'all the story many times. Every penitentiary I've been in, they've got med lines, and they've got people getting cups with water and medication and walking the track, almost like zombies. I hate to say it. and curing mental illness, mental challenge, you are being deceived. You're wrong. They are not. They're interested in warehousing you, and you're not causing problems. And the more they can dope you up, the more they can medicate you up, the better it is for them. And that's just the simple truth. So there we are. Yes, Attorney Matt. I was trying to get you to, you know, your on Mac Street. I thought you was. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you know what? You know what? You know what? Thank, thank you so much because I don't want y'all to think I'm boasting. But let me say this now with shameless plug. If you got your hoopity on jail in Bale Street, drive that hoopity to Mac Street and park it. HMAC Law is your hookup. HMACLaw.com is your hookup. HMACLaw.com is your hookup. And I love you. I love you too, Attorney Matt. That sounds like a good old jingle. You need to go on and lay that down. 
<laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, attorney Mac. Thank you. Thank you. So uh <laughs> we're gonna go ahead into um our show. I wanted to bring in a few um points for today before we get started. In uh, May of 2020, uh, uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmore signed House Bill 4129 to 4132, which passed with overwhelmingly bipartisan support to allow Michigan Department of Corrections to parole seriously ill and medically frail prisoners so they can attain care at medical facilities or nursing homes instead of prisons facilities, saving the taxpayers um, dollars and on the cost of care. So, so you see that? We got that, right? Okay, now we're going to bring yeah, in our guests. <laughs> Greetings. Can you guys hear us? You can't hear. Okay, so what we're going to do is I'm going to say, we're going to take you guys back out and then come back in. Okay. So we're going to take them out and then we're going to have them turn off their device and then come back in. So, uh, Rabbitia. Yes, and we, we brought up that executive order before. Right, go ahead, Rabbitia. Why I work? You know, we brought up that executive order before, and since its inception, you know what people need to realize is sometimes, many times, when they're signing an executive order, they're signing a document, and we need to be aware of what I term as paper pushing. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's we are involved in <laughs> in a society that is used to paper pushing. Mm -hmm. Everything has been has come into play because of a document, because of a law, because of I mean, just think about it. The Native Americans were here on this this land and all of a sudden because somebody else came in and say, according to the king, mm -hmm. according to the, the, the England, you know, this law is in. And it's something that they created, you mm -hmm. know? And then all of a sudden, here we have the Native Americans being pushed off of their property because of a law that they had nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. So here we, again, now we fast forward, we sign a law or an executive order. It's supposed to do something. It does nothing. Right, so when I I've been studying this bill, and I've been researching to see exactly how many people have the governor um, commuted their a sentence that was medically frail. I couldn't find one. Not a single not one. one. I not have a not one. So introduce not, yourself. Not a one. What? Not one. Um, introduce yourself, our guest for the day. Hello. Hi. Hi. My name is Tequila. Marseille. Marseille. Yes, so Teresa Dunlap, this is her, you guys. 
She's serving life in Huron Valley. And before I, I even met you guys, I posted about her story maybe a couple of weeks when I first saw it because I was just, I was distraught when I read it about how they allow mold to grow in her chemo port. And uh, that she was yes, shackled to the bed. And this was Michigan. This wasn't in a third world country or nowhere out of, out of the United States. This is right here in Michigan. So tell us about, you know, your mom's story. Well, my mom, my mother-in-law, she has been in prison for 46 years. And now she has stage four brain, lung, and bone cancer. Just recently, about a month ago, they literally just started giving her uh, narcos and morphine. Before that, they were only giving her Tylenol 4s and gabapentin for her pain with stage four, um, bone, lung, and brain cancer. She has been a bright shining star to a lot of ladies in the facility. Mm -hmm. She's helped a lot of ladies. Um, she's basically rebirthed a lot of women because they came in young, like she went in young, mm -hmm. and they're able to come out and live in society and be productive and go on living a normal life. As for her, They're not letting her come out and be with her family. We want her, we need her home. Whether she's sick, frail, we, we still want her home with us. Mm -hmm. um, as far as when she goes to the hospital, she's frail. She has stage four cancer. She is shackled from hands to feet. She is literally restrained to the bed. There's nothing that she can do to anyone she can't barely hold her head up now, but they're still treating her in the most horrific way that you could ever have for a human being to be treated. And all we want is to have her home, to give her some love. She's given Michigan Department of Correction 46 years of her life. And we will take a minute we would take a second, an hour. We don't care. We just want our home so that she can get some kind of peace and knowing that she is 100% love behind those walls mm -hmm. out of that facility because the care that they give her, she can't even get the appropriate fruits, vegetables, um, protein, the care is there's, there's no bleach in there. There's no anything to keep it sanitized mm -hmm. for them. She's not the only one, but the way they act like it's just, hey, it's a job and this is what we're gonna do. And she's here and we don't want her outside. We wanna keep her in here. No matter if she's frail, can barely hold her head up. She can't even walk. She's had infections in her legs, um, where literally pus is running out 
during a visit and she's leaking while we're sitting having a visit or it's they've left the bandages on too long to wear for them to get it off is pulling their skin off now because they're not giving her the appropriate care that she needs. She's a human being at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, she has, I think she has paid more than her debt to society. I mean, if you revive someone four times and still say, hey, I still need more years off of you. I still need more time off of you. There's no compassion. There's no humility because everyone deserves to be treated as a human being. Yes. They treat animals better than they're treating the inmates, mm-hmm. admission can department corrections facilities. And Lake Huron Valley is just a cesspool of just chaos and just ruckus. If you can treat a pet, a dog, a cat with better compassion than you can a human being, that says a lot about Michigan Department of Correctional Facilities. Yes. With watching her going going there to try and visit her and then being turned away um, sometimes coming all the way from Georgia. And they're saying, oh, she's not there. And then when we speak to her, she's like, I was in the building. Um, that frustrates you. And especially when there's really nothing that you can do because as they say, she belongs to them. Mm-hmm. And we really just want her home with us. Because yeah. at the end of the day, she belongs to us. We are her loved ones. She gave birth to her only son. Oh, peace. And we just want to be able to hug her every day. Kiss her until the good Lord decides he wants to take her home. Yeah, ladies, I'll tell you that uh, my mother not doing so good. Uh, her chances of making it out of there, they're very slim. You know, and that's, that's bad to say, because I waited on her for 46 years. And that's what the end is right here, so. Um, I really just want her to be able to get some peace in her mind and her life. For even though she murdered and did the things that she did, she wasn't innocent. Um, they didn't have the wrong person. Um, it was her. But she gave those women of Huron Valley and Huron Valley her life on a positive note. She changed a lot of women's lives and supported them even though she knew she was never possibly being able to go home. There's so many women out here that love her and give their life to her for being there for her. So 
So she deserves to go out, at least with her family. There's no doubt about it. She's going to die. She's dying. Last time I went and seen her, she couldn't even hold her head up. She had a neck bracing on, and they had her on morphine thirties. You know, she could hardly even recognize us when we went to go and see her um, Saturday. We are going to go and visit her. We tried to go visit her this Wednesday. Our visiting days are Wednesdays and Saturdays. When we got there Wednesday, they said she was gone. So she was already in the hospital. Um, yet again, we will be there tomorrow to try and see her again. Um, and we're just praying that tomorrow may be a little bit better for us, that she will know who we are. Um, like my husband said, she had a neck brace on when we went to see her. She couldn't hold her head up. She couldn't drink on her own. Uh, we had feed to feed herself. her. We had to feed her. Um, so she's declining. I just want the women of Hill High Valley that bumped into my mother to know she loves you and she cared. Yeah. It is what it is. What's going to happen, going to happen. You know? But we want to make sure this don't happen to nobody else. We exactly. Do that. We definitely yes. need to get some better yeah. health care in the facility. We mm -hmm. definitely need to get better <laughs> you things. See that? You see that? We Excuse need to me. get better things on the menu as far as to be able to give them the nourishment mm -hmm. and the medication the support, that they need. The, the support structure outside the world. They had a prison so closed up. You don't know what's going on. Ain't not one time that she been resuscitated or that she went to the hospital and wasn't going to make it that they call us and say, it's a problem or your mom not doing so well. Why, we didn't, right. We did not know until after she got out of the hospital that they had resuscitated her. They've resuscitated her four times since December. And we didn't know anything. Just like she was just in the hospital. We didn't know. We called and we call and there's nothing that they tell us, oh, well, you guys have to wait until we get a release from such and such doctor. We have power of attorneys. So let me tell you this. Women need special needs. We all know that. Women have different issues than men have and different issues than society. From your period to a whole lot of things that's going on. And those aren't the things that they're worried about and they're about those women. During the coronavirus, they didn't care to check anybody and give them their normal physical, give them their normal pap smear and this and that. As long as they didn't have the coronavirus, stay the hell away from her. So my mother had cancer probably for two years before they even recognized it because they weren't given the proper care. You know? Yes. Well, she thought she had a hamstring and she went in to get the hamstring checked and they was tumors. And they was already where they was at. Because the coronavirus, you know, don't get me wrong. Okay, we give we give or take a you know, that that was more serious than anything that everybody went through in life. But still, women have special needs because they are the mothers of the earth. And they need to be checked to have physicals, whether they're in jail or out here. They're not animals. 
Right. They should be treated a certain type of way anywhere that they at. And they didn't do that. They neglected her and a whole lot of other women. Yes, I have a, um, a video that I'm going to play shortly about someone else that's in um, Michigan Department of Correction. I just want um, women. And for those who might be listening, uh, here on Valley is the only uh, facility for women in Michigan. There is no other facility. So everyone is in this one facility. And I... I can agree with you about the neglect in the healthcare system. Um, they just recently, I think um, last year, um, they gave a contract to WellPath, $590 million to, uh, for healthcare services for the Michigan Department of Corrections and still the same thing. And um, before that, the other company that I am familiar with that I was, you know, had to go toe to toe with because of my son who has Crohn's disease, who needs a special diet. He couldn't get a special diet. So he was eating, you know, he had to eat something. So mostly carbs, you know, he has to have infusions. Some days he would miss, I he would call me and he said, they didn't take me today. So I would call Lansing to find out why they didn't take him. So Lansing has to call the facility. They say he didn't go. What do you mean he didn't go? <laughs> you didn't take him. Right. You didn't. When I talked to him, I said, they said you didn't go. He said, Ma, how can I refuse to go anywhere? Exactly. So um, if you're not, if the family is not on them all the time, I feel sorry for those who don't have family. That's, you know who can be on them all the time because they're they're very neglectful. If it wasn't for me getting in contact with the, um, Rashida Talib and having her office help me to help Gerard, who knows what happened? He lost 40 pounds. They lost his medical records as soon as he got there. They was giving him Tums for something he needed an infusion for. Unbelievable. So um, I know about personally about how they treat the prisoners inside of there. So inhumane. The food is inhumane. Everything about it is inhumane. Attorney Matt. Well, it breaks my heart to hear this. It really does. Um, but far too often. And, you know, part of the problem is, though, is us in our own community because I remember when Jennifer Granholm was the governor there was a movement to try to have people be released into like community correction centers you know like halfway houses you know and there was such a backlash from the people in Detroit about not wanting those people those people those people you know us you know in the neighborhood and it's the same thing in terms of places to release people with hospice care and, and mental health. You know, part of the problem that, that we as black people have, we have been so programmed, we are more American than anybody else in this country. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Because we ascribe and strive so much 
for what other people say America is, and we get nothing, but we still keep trying to associate with people, not only who don't look like us, but spiritually are just the opposite of us. So in other words, what I'm saying is, you see time and time and time again, I'm going to get off my soapbox in a minute, where you have an issue. For example, the United States Supreme Court, a prime example. Do you know who the most conservative justice is on the Supreme Court? A man black as a mailbox. A mailbox, you understand? Championing the cause for eliminating civil rights, championing the cause for eliminating women's rights, championing the cause for eliminating defendants' rights. And so, you know, you know, we we become so so Americanized and, and it, it's almost as if, you know, you know, we have to prove ourselves to be more right-wing than the most right-wing virulent racist. You see what I'm saying? And all they do is use us as figureheads. So, so when I hear about the mental illness and about physical health in the penitentiary, yes, it is true. We, it's, it's, it's shameful. But it's also shameful that we do not get the kind of support we need from our own community to protect us while we are in there. You know, mm-hmm. this poor woman is, is in, uh, I hope I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong, in the last phases of her life. What are we really doing to help her? What kind of compassion are we showing her? Other than the people I see on, on, on this video, nothing. Yes. They're, they're not offering any any solution. It's just, um, we, tried, we did a medical commentation and they denied us, so we're trying to do another one. Um, wow. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing else that she could give the state. Right. So let's go back to the state, right? Yes. Approximately 45% of the prison population is over 40 years old and approximately 25% is 50 years old or older. Medically frail is a destination reserved for mostly ill, primarily elderly people with advanced dementia, Alzheimer's, or people with late-stage cancer, right? This is her, this is Gretchen Whitmore. So BH4129 allows medically frail prisoners to be paroled to receive medical attention, but it does not extend parole to prisoners convicted of first-degree criminal sexual assault conduct or any crime punishable by life without parole. Unbelievable. So Unbelievable. when you look at the numbers, Unbelievable. it's estimated that 450 to 500 people may be eligible, right? But because of the way they worded it, it's only 20 to 30 people who will be eligible for parole. Wow. Right? I haven't seen one person. I've been th- I've been searching and searching. I haven't seen her commute. Now, I do know that people did get out early for COVID, right? But I, I don't see where the governor herself has pardoned anyone yet. Not one. I guess that was kind of sort of like it. But let me tell you ladies something, because I see all you strong, beautiful black ladies on the panel, include my wife. The men is in trouble too. And we got, you know, we got a lot of hate and we got a lot of destruction and we got a lot of, like, we ain't that no more. And that's where some of the problem is, whether we can see it or not. 
because the men aren't the leaders anymore and they're not stepping up the way they have. And nine times out of ten, if they do, you strong women on the panel will go say, go sit down. <laughs> no disrespect. But when you come to something, something is war. Like you ain't going to hide no more. You're going to do what it takes to do what it do. And then that's where the men come in at. Because our mothers, they ain't supposed to go to war. Unfortunately, y'all been forced in the war. But no, to support the black man and the black community and these men, there's mental health out here to try to help bring them back, sisters, because that's what your help going to be at. You're going to need that help. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I don't see the men out no more. When I go to the rallies, and it'd be a speckle of them, but it'd be you queens. When this happened, it'd be a speckle. And it ain't just all they fault. It's because you just ain't it no more. <laughs> Some way we got to find a way to make men it again, especially the young men that we have out here. That's why they all on the corner and at the store and all this. Like, they figure they ain't going to listen to you queens that's paying the bills. They need that father figure in their life. They need a strong man. They need some base behind it as a... Some physicalness. You hear me? Yes. I'm t- I, I'm telling you, this is where 50% of our problem is coming as blacks. That we don't support each other. That we don't 100%. support each other. The kids don't care about this. But it's, just, it's terrible. We got to really go backwards to go forward. Because we got to exactly. change some things and some way of thinking. Right. Some that of way. us been so programmed to believe it's hard for them to believe your story. You know, when you start telling people these things or atrocities that's happening because they, it's not happening to them. You know, a lot of people just turn it off or, oh, well, you know, but it can't easily. Right. I would think, I would think, now this ain't a man that's going through this. I would think that the way society run now what's going on, it would be more women stepping up even saying, hold up. Because this is what we were living in the Queen's world now. And y'all got to see uh, gracious to you. But I would think it would be more women coming up saying that. But really, I could see the women more divided in the situation. Like, it been some stuff going on, even in the same thing that I'm doing, trying to get my mom out. There's people battling and going through something that they going through when it's supposed to be about her and the prisoners, not y'all. Go ahead, Trisha. I I just was getting ready to pass the offering plate because you know we have the message has been delivered, right? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay, you know um, there's so many layers to it, and we say this all the time: it's nobody coming to save us, right? It's mm. nobody coming to save us. We got to save ourselves. Exactly. We've got to get back to community. We, uh, to be honest, really, I really feel like we got to get to a place we ain't never been. Exactly. We got to get to a place we ain't never been because even in the places that we've been and when it was working in the civil rights movement, it was still stuff in that. You know, this pity pat, knick-knack, patty-whack, give a dog a bone, confusion. That is so unnecessary because we have one goal. We have one job, and that is to fight for justice anywhere and everywhere until we can tear these walls down. That's our assignment. 
Mm-hmm. All that other stuff is irrelevant. And we got to get back to the basics. The basics is love. Mm-hmm. Because when you love, you're going to fight for somebody like you will fight for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the right. problem. People not fighting for folks like they, they fighting for them like they would fight for them. Mm-hmm. When you fight for somebody like you would fight for yourself, you won't drop the ball. You won't throw in the towel. You'll keep going when you're tired. That's how, that's how you could show up for me. If you don't show up for me like that, then you could just go on and sit on the sideline. No thanks. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Reveteer, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that <laughs> the reason why the percentages of people who, who are so much older, if, if, if she didn't put that clause in there, and those people knew and the lawyers started to know and people started to understand that those people who are in that age bracket, especially over 50, you've done 30 years, you went in as a child, you know, they would be coming out. They would be coming out. However, the corporation would lose money. Mm-hmm. See, at the at the end of the day, a corporation gets a day a per diem every day for that one prisoner who is doing time. That corporation gets a per diem. They make money, and so if you look at how many people would be redu- would be released, the number would be if you release 500 people and I forget, I forgot how much I'm gonna look it up in a minute, how much that per diem is. That's a lot of money. And so, so she puts the clause in there for what? When the person can't even defend themselves, when the person is already weak. And then knowing that every piece of data Every type of research states that once you go into prison, you are worse than when you first went in. You're worse on the way out. You have been traumatized even more. And so we got to admit that this system does not work. And so if you do hear of somebody going through this, don't don't give a, a don't don't turn your head and, and turn off your your ears and run. Because see, some people are so afraid of the truth. Like they say in the movie said, who's that? Uh Nickel, Nichols, whatever his name is. You can't handle the truth. Some people can't. Some people can't handle the truth. They don't want to recognize. They don't want to understand it. They don't want to see themselves in anybody else. But if I can look at you and see myself in you, if I am humble enough to know that it could be me, Mm -hmm. when I understand that it could be me, when I saw Jay and saw her pain, and I recognize that could be me. Oh, I, I'm a helper. I'm, I'm going to help you. I don't even know what to do, but but we're going to find out. And if we get there, that's love. Why? Because love goes beyond 
all of the exterior looks into the essence of that person and says, you and I are one. That's what we need to get to. Mm -hmm. When you understand that, as long as you keep comparing yourself with the Joneses and trying to run around here and be somebody who you're not, and as long as you continue to not know your history, not know who you are, you will be, you will continue to be caught up mm -hmm. in the world of effects. Exactly. Okay, I've I've ranted enough. I'm just <laughs> attorney man. So yeah. I know me too. I'm past tired of them. Come down, got to come down. Attorney Matt. So we got the Eighth Amendment, where it says that you know, cruel and unusual punishment is against the Eighth Amendment. Would we say that's cruel and um, unusual punishment? Having somebody mold grow into a person's port. Um, have them shackled to the bed with stage four cancer, can't lift their head. Attorney Matt, your uh, mic is off. Is that, yeah, wouldn't okay. that classify yeah. as cruel and unusual punishment? The answer is no. You say, yeah. well, oh, why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? Well, it goes back to your, it goes back to your 13th Amendment, mm -hmm. the elimination of slavery. Okay. Okay. We all know the 13th Amendment eliminated slavery, right? Mm -hmm. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Oh. Okay. Okay. Except upon conviction and punishment right. for a crime. Right. Okay. Okay. So when I say in the eyes of these people, it is not cool and unusual because look at the conditions that African Americans endured during slavery. Okay. Look at that. They had mold. They had rats. You know, uh, they had rape, you know, they had uh, hobbling, which is cutting somebody's foot off, by the way, so they can't escape. They had branding, like you would brand a friggin' steer, okay? So what I'm saying is, in the mindset of these folks, when you have legalized slavery, because really, I, look, I hate, I hate to bust y'all bubble, if, if, if you don't believe me, but incarceration, that is a form of legalized slavery. Yes, it is. It's involuntary servitude. Yes, it is. And so what I'm saying is, once you have people who've bought into that mindset, when you have like like chattel slavery, which 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 what was was eliminated, chattel slavery is like owning somebody, like you do a goat, you know, or something like that. Chattel slavery may have been eliminated, but not invidious slavery. Okay, mm -hmm. the slavery that comes with locking somebody up. So when you take away somebody's medical needs, when you let mold grow in their cells, when you let them not get proper medical attention, to understand where these people are coming from, look back to how they did slaves. Mm -hmm. So uh, having, having mold, and having, worse, that's right, having mold in somebody's uh, cell or, or, you know, you know, slaves didn't have wood on the floor. They had, they had dirt floors, dirt floors, okay? The house Negroes were the ones that got the wood. Okay, the wood on the floors, or maybe living up in the attic or the master's basement. But the field Negroes, and those are all the people in the penitentiary, by the way. Those are the field Negroes. They, they don't get that. They don't get that benefit. So, mm -hmm. yes, uh, J. Love, from a humanitarian point of view, it absolutely is cruel and unusual punishment. 
But from a legal point of view, once they realize slavery has been legitimized for for incarceration, uh, in their eyes, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. And that's the way it really is, huh? Sickening. Yeah. Uh, I want you guys and to Jay, Jay, I was, okay. was going to say, I had somebody tell me one day, they said, well, Tia, it's just business. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. It's just business. Wow. Wow. Uh, hey, that's the same thing the Nazis said. Okay. On that note, let's listen to Christo who's in, um, also in Huron Valley. Hi, my name is Crystal Clark. My MA number is 435064. I'm in WHV, <laughs> the Valley of Death. When I say this is the Valley of Death, it is, this is sad. Like my life, like uh, I've been trying to deal with it for years <laughs> for the last, <laughs> couple weeks I have been getting sad. I walk around here with a smile on my face, but it's miserable. I'm just going through so much right now. I've been so sick. <laughs> the Sergeant Price, thanks to him. He called healthcare yesterday, get me over there. The doctor who was over there, it was so sad. It's just so sad. <laughs> my whole body is, like I say, I'm so big, I'm leaking fluid. Uh, I can barely breathe. My throat is full of nodules, whatever they say they is. They get bigger. <laughs> uh, my chronic cough. This place is really killing me. Like we had another uh, lady who passed. They covered up. We just found out that. But I will be getting the young lady name. <laughs> uh, I get over there. The doctor sees the stuff all the caked up. It's all in my ear. The ear infection, the fungus in my ear just running. She see my face. I'm numb. I can't feel nothing on my right side of my face. My eyes. I'm losing my eyesight. Like she looked at me like, oh, it's nothing wrong. You've been dealing with this for a long time. Oh, you can deal with it. Like just deal with it. It's, just deal with it. I was looking at her. Like, she's like, but today is my last day, so <clears throat> they have something planned for you. The warden. I have been talking to him. He just been telling me lies and lies about my health. Like, he's saying that I'm going to see somebody. I should have been went out. I, I can't even really do my test for my heart because they haven't sent me out. I have WPW. <coughs> the heart condition. They supposed to be sent me out to take the little test for it. So I can't get help on that. They haven't, none of my appointments, I haven't went out to, to the hospital, to the specialist. They covering this up. They covering everything up because they don't want people to know. But everybody is seeing it, and then they get mad because I reported, and then they hear me on here, and they come. Some of we heard. I don't even know how could a, even a staff or officer or the warden or <laughs> the nurses anybody can get mad when they hear me when they know it's the truth. Like if it don't fit you. Don't worry about it. If it's not you doing it, why are you so angry and y'all want to toot y'all nose up at me and do this when y'all know I'm, I'm messed up in here? Y'all know this place that took me down. Y'all, most of y'all admit. Like, you don't even look the same. I'm dying in here. Like, literally. Like, it's killing me. Like, my body, when I lay down, you can just feel the stuff growing in my ear, my body. You can feel these knots. Like, when I walk now, it's, 
I get this numbness, tingling. It's, it's, it's terrible. My whole body, like, it's terrible. <laughs> but for a doctor to sit up there and report that she don't see nothing, and she's like, oh, just give her some antibodies. And I'm like, I've been on so many antibodies. It's time to send me out. Why you, y'all send everybody else out. Why is y'all who not send me out? Ever since they found out I was allergic to the mold and it's been affecting me, they've been downplaying my health. They have been downplaying it. Like, I'm still here. I'm suffering. They have been downplaying a lot every time it comes to me. And I'm asking her, I said, you're supposed to be a doctor. Like, help. she was asking me what I want her to do. I said, I want you to help me. And if you can't, send me out. Like, send me out. I'm on so much medicine. Nothing is working. It just get worse. I want to make it out of here to see my kids. There's so many of us dying here. And then it's just being covered up. And nobody didn't even talk about it. It go on when you die one day. And then it's over with. Like, this is not right. Like, I've been, I've talked to everybody. that has been lying to me. I need to get to the hospital. Like, I'm tired of laying in this bed. I'm tired of walking around here with a smile on my face. And it's in pain. Like, <laughs> you got to be saying, like, nothing is wrong. I'm sick of this. Like, I won't back to being me, Crystal. I am not me. I haven't been me in a long time. Like, I'm ready to be back me. Please, let's make the start. Y'all send me out. Like, let's do one stuff at a time. They're not even trying to do that. The nurse, McIntyre, whatever, I think that's her name. The way how she treat me, I thought she cared about us. The way how she do it, I'm looking at her like, you've been doing my situation. Won't you let the doctor know? Oh, I don't see nothing either. These commentaries are recorded by Prison Radio. So, that was September the 27th. Crystal made that recording on prison radio almost about a month ago. So <clears throat> I don't know if Crystal is still with us, but these these are the stories from Michigan, Huron Valley. But this is happening all over the United States and it's going to take us to make this change happen. These people are making millions. Michigan alone, 590 million, right? They have 18 other states that this company serves. Then not only in the United States, they have contracts with the federal prisons and also in Australia and the UK. So they're making billions and billions of dollars while people die. Uh, J-Love, can I, can I say one thing? Yeah, go ahead, Tony Mack. See, see part, of the, part of the problem is, and like I say, y'all may wonder why I focus on us so much, and, and, and I know we didn't start all of this, but really, you know, our own apathy, J-Love, frankly, is a big contributor to why this continues. And I'm, I'm going to say this. You know, when we decide we really want to do something, we can do it, okay? We, we can do it, you know? I mean, you know, I remember growing up, you know, and, you know, I wanted to get this particular pair of, uh, of tennis shoes, you know what I'm saying? My mother would tell me, well, if you want it, you got to work for that. you got to be able to sacrifice something to get something you want. Boy, I'm not spending all my, <laughs> my money from St. Joe buying you no shoes, <laughs> especially these kind of shoes. So I, what I'm saying is, 
we, we as a people, you know, for some reason, I, I, you know, and I, I know y'all probably get tired of me saying this, for some reason we have such a hard time understanding what people are telling us to our face, to our very face. And what I'm telling you is when I see people, you know, black people, I've got some people I know in, in Georgia that's saying, yeah, well, you know, I'm down with Herschel Walker. You know what I'm saying? And this man has told us to our faces, Donald Trump is my friend. There ain't nothing wrong with that man. So it's okay for that man to refer to black athletes as sons of bitches. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay. It's, and so if, if, if you refer to me as a male as a son of a bitch, what do you, what, what are you saying about my mama? Okay. See, see, so what I'm saying is, but yet we continue to buy into a narrative by people who cannot stand us, okay, under the guise of, well, I'm law and order, you know, you know, I'm, I'm for people having to pay their own way and, and not, you know, be dependent on nobody else. Hell, you, you, you depending on me for your public roads. You depending on me for your fire and water. You ain't paying for that by yourself. You depending on me for your schools. You depend on me for the airways. You ain't paying for that by yourself. Okay, so what I'm saying is, I hope that people who listen to this, black people, please start loving yourself more than you love other people. Please, please, you know, before my head explodes in this car, please, please, you know, because, you know, J-Love, when we sit back, and I, I'm going to say this and I'm going I'm, I'm to stop. You know, J-Love, I, I, I fully support a woman's right to choose and autonomy over her, her, her body. That's mm -hmm. between her, her God, and her doctor. But, J-Love, on the 24th of June, that Dobbs decision came down, okay, from the Supreme Court. Do you know within a two-month period, they had over 750,000 signatures to put that proposal three on the ballot, on, 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 on our constitutional amendment? Yes, they, they, had more, they had more people sign up to put that on the on the on, in front of the people, Constitutional Amendment, than any other amendment ever in the history of the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. Any other referendum, referendum, so you say, well, Attorney Mack, what's that got to do with anything? It has everything to do with it. We struggled so hard to try to get laws that would allow the restoration of good time and disciplinary credits, okay? Struggled so hard for over a year to do that. Couldn't do it, J-Love. Couldn't do it. But yet, and I'm sorry, I hate to bring race into this. I do I hate to bring race into this. But when the majority culture, particularly women, uh, I'm beyond particularly white women, decide that it's something that is uh, threatening them or their autonomy, they damn sure hurried up and got and got ten times as many signatures as they needed. Ten times as many signatures they needed to put that. And I'm going to tell you what, Proposal 3 will pass at a rate that has never been seen in the history of the state of Michigan before. Because those women realize, oh, no, 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 you're not just messing with some uh, uh, hood rat, you know what I'm saying, some dopehead or some crackhead from, from the wrong side of the tracks. You're messing with me and my body now, and I'm not going to let you do that. So, you know, people will mobilize for what they feel like mobilizing in J-Love. J and I'm calling out all the people, all the whites and blacks, the liberals, the progressives, the universalists, you know, the kumbaya folks. You can get together to protect a woman's autonomy, but you will not do anything about your own brothers and sisters that are languishing and dying within the penitentiary when you easily could. Whew. You just preached. 
You just said a word, Attorney <laughs> Matt. <laughs> You're right. We jump on everybody bandwagon, but we can't organize them or get them to join ours. That's exactly right, J Love. That's right. And so it's the pick and choose movement. Pick and choose movement. That's, yes. that's right. That's right. That's right. Yes. The gays, the lesbians, and like I said, I love everybody. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The gays, the lesbian, the the the, 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 the transgender, the the what I'm sorry, I don't even know what what all the letters mean. I love everybody, but you notice these folks will get together and have us be on their bandwagon to protect them. You know, the Chinese and the Asians, we get on their bandwagon to protect them. You know, the mm -hmm. Arabs and the Muslims, we get on their bandwagon to protect them. What, what, what are people going to get on our bandwagon to help us? Yes. Right. Exactly. Go ahead, Rabbit <laughs> I see you. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I'm trying to recover. I'm telling you, um, I, I have so much here. I'm, I just reminded that we gotta, we gotta really watch our gates and what's coming in our eyes. You know, I need mm -hmm. people to become more critical in their thinking and to know what is it that you're really believing. You know, because so we just go with whatever narrative flies across the the screen, whatever comes in 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 the form of social media, whatever is being mediated to us. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of really researching it out, you know, what's really behind this, what's really going on. Um, and and then the other thing is, you know, make some other decisions. And where's the ethical um, guidelines in your own family? You know, we we lifted though. The time when I was a, when young my grandmother, you better not try to be like somebody else. Better not try it. Mm -hmm. Better not try to go out and just buy things just so you can fit in. Yes. And, and and don't try to make your hair a certain way just because you want to, you know, because when I was little, you know, we weren't, we didn't wear naturals. People weren't really proud of wearing a natural all the time. And so they would, they would, you know, and if they didn't have, um, they would pretend and put on a, a, a towel around their head to flip, flip their hair around. Because they didn't know or like who they were. Right. What are we teaching? Right. What are we teaching? My grandmother wish she would catch you. Even when I did get it, my hair was long. But when, if you got it pressed out, you better not flip it. <laughs> you, better, you better not flip it one time here. Flip it one time. You can flip it one time. It'd be the last flip. Right. Well, you know, because there was a there was a guideline of respect and an honor, and and she went through the history. You mm -hmm. knew who you were. Exactly. And the problem is because we don't know who we are. We we got sold. Not only did we get sold into slavery and sold a new narrative, we got sold. Yes. That we weren't intelligent enough. When mm -hmm. in actuality, we our ancestors were the founder of everything. Right. You That's name right. it, we founded That's right. That's right. Right. That's and right. when you love yourself so much, then you understand how much you are, you're worthy of yeah. good treatment. Right. Exactly. You're worthy. You, you, it's not okay for somebody to shoot you in the head or shoot you 38 right. times in the middle of the street. That's when you That's love right. yourself a lot. When you love your own self a lot, that right. you can love somebody else that much, you know. Yes, I 
I hurt or I feel the pain of the injustice because I love me, I love you. And what happens to you can happen to me. What is that saying? Um, when it came from me, you didn't say anything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Right, and, right. And so now they're coming for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't say anything. So we have to start saying anything. We have to move ourselves into action. However, that move. Take your family back. Right. Take your family, your power. Take your family back. You you heard her when when she said she's been given so many antibiotics. People learn the body. Mm -hmm. Learn your body. The body all by itself is a miracle. Mm -hmm. It's a miracle wonder, but we destroy it. Mm -hmm. We destroy our bodies by what we put in it. And, and so we need to take our bodies back, take our mind, same thing. Talk about a detox. We need to detox our body. We need to detox our, our mind. We need to detox our environment. We need mm -hmm. to detox from people. We need to detox and get rid of the toxic things that are around us. And when you do that, when you do that, oh, you may you may lose a couple of friends, right. but you're going to have peace. Exactly. I tell you, I, I felt because what people don't realize when she said the and the pus running out, what you have to know, research mm -hmm. and medical science proves that all of that toxic stuff going in the body, even though it can be under the guise of medicine, attacks the liver. Mm -hmm. And then once you attack the liver, the pus and the mucus increases in the body. Because the body wants to protect the vital organs. Right. But it can only do that for just a short amount of time. The inflammation, that's what kills. Yeah. That's what yeah. kills. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get rid of and, the mucus. And, and, and right. can, I, can, I, can, I, can I say this from professional and personal experience also? Yes. You know, they, they, they've got a grievance process within the, within the Mission Department of Corrections. It's, it's a three-step grievance process, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, it starts mm -hmm. local, like at the at the prison to like the warden, and then uh, some mid-level administrator, uh, and then ultimately the, the director, okay? Uh, the, <laughs> fundamentally, that's how it goes. So, but when you file a grievance, there's retaliation for that, okay? There's retaliation. Because, for example, in, in the healthcare field, at a prison, I think for personal experience, they don't like you effing with them at all. Excuse my language. At all. At all. You know, I had I had a tooth problem where I wanted to have a, uh, you know, some work on my tooth. said, look, you you got a fundamental choice. We're putting this little temporary filling in there or we're going to pull it. You know, skip all that specialized stuff you need. We don't care if you got insurance you say could pay. you got two two options. And don't file no more grievances. I said, wow, really? Wow, wow. So what I'm saying is it, it's almost like a triage. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. when, when you're in the penitentiary, you're not supposed to be on a battlefield. That's not a battlefield. Mm -hmm. You know, You know. When, when you go to the doctor, and I've seen it so many times, J-Love and, and uh, my sisters here, that they act like it, it, it's like a mass 
crush unit, sew you up, fix you up, give you some pills, and get your ass back to the front line, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what they do. That's what they do. So I'm telling you, when you file a grievance, 99% of the time it's going to be denied. They're going to say our staff has acted appropriately. Uh, you know, yeah. your symptoms were not that serious. And, and that's it. Okay, so now, so now they got a record you filed a grievance. Mm-hmm. They say, well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be treated like this. I'm going to go to step two. Okay, well, you can go to step two, and now you're really getting attention now, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the ward, oh, Gerard, oh, well, oh, he must be one of them troublemakers. You know, you know, one of them troublemakers. We, we got a cure for him or Hugo or whatever, you know. And, and if you dare go to the director where you're kind of trying to bring attention back to that facility, I tell people all the time, them people transfer me so much, it was called diesel therapy. <laughs> diesel therapy. They would transfer me so much to retaliate. I, I used to come in and expect that to pack up. So what I'm saying is when I, it breaks my heart with that sister with that, with that medical condition because they have made a determination. It is better to deal with any legal consequences of doing nothing for her than put out the money and the expense to try to get that sister the help she needs. Right. That is the bottom line. That's the right. bottom line. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're okay. I know. I want to agree with you. You're right. Because even through my own experience with Gerard, um, if they're giving you an aspirin, they're giving you attention. If they're doing the bad, if they give you a band-aid, that's a, they're doing their job. So you can't say. You can't say they're not doing their job. I gave you aspirin. I gave you a band-aid. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I gave That's you right. medical right. attention. That's right. So all these things. So all of these things we still need to focus on. The main thing is um, utilizing our vote and attorney Mac. This all has to do with it because when you have the governor, the governor who ran on reform, that was her platform. And she did all these things. She had, uh, you know, the jail, local jails reform. And then she she um, authorized this bill for the medically frail, but she didn't follow through, right? So now we're talking about, you know, voting. And I want to talk about that because you brought it to my attention about what's going on in Florida. And so- oh, terrible, terrible. I want you, uh, I have a video. Let's see if I can get it on here. Play this video right quick. And then Attorney Mac, I'm going to, when it goes off, I'm going to leave it um, to you. All right. All right. Just one second. Let me get it. Just one second, everyone. No worries. I appreciate (laughs) you. Uh-oh, wrong screen. <laughs> Hold on, people. It's okay, because I know not what to do. <laughs> Somebody got to do it. <laughs> uh, okay, there we go. Um, going to... Oh, here we go. Ah, I got it. We 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 good. 
A 2018 amendment restored the right to vote for many felons in Florida, but new video is raising questions, showing people with felony convictions being arrested by Governor Ron DeSantis' new Office of Election Crimes and Security. Take a look. Apparently, I, I guess you have a warrant? For what? I'm not sure. How oh, okay. is y'all doing it now and, and this years ago? I don't know. I, I have no idea, man. This is crazy, man. We're joined now by Neil Wolves, Deputy Director of the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. Neil, thank you so much for joining us. Many felons have their voting rights restored when they come out of prison, but for some, it's a process. Can, can you explain what the process is? Uh, yeah, you're right. When Amendment 4 passed, restored voting rights for 1.4 million people in the state of Florida. However, in order to be uh, eligible, you have to complete your sentence. And for many people, that includes uh, paying restitution, paying fines and fees, and therefore it becomes a much more complicated matter. And, and what do you think of Governor's uh, Election Crimes and Security Office, uh, which is identifying these cases? Yeah, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I was watching that video, and I think that video does a very good job of putting the human face on a broken system, a system that's gotten worse by deciding to criminalize voting. Uh, we have a, a voting system that cannot verify eligibility for everybody on the front end of the process. So people are getting their voter ID cards and then years later are being arrested. And a lot of them, it seems like it's coming as a surprise. Uh, they have no idea that they've done anything to, to break the law in these scenarios. Uh, the Tampa Bay Times reports one woman arrested, registered once, and then updated her address and completed another registration form and was given a voter registration card on both occasions. Uh, a man said that someone at the DMV told him to register. Do you think that the state holds any responsibility in some cases, it seems like it's a matter of confusion. Yeah, at the end of the day, the state is responsible for voter verification and the management of the voter rolls. If you can't count on the state to verify your voting eligibility, who can you count on? As you, as you mentioned, you see people uh, from all over the state, people who have uh, uh, talked to government officials, have gotten voter ID cards from the government, and they are making the assumption that they are eligible to vote. Uh, you think about going into the DMV, you know, say I'm a 13-year-old, I go into the DMV and I ask for a driver's license, they give me a driver's license and then arrest me three years later. None of us would stand for that. Uh, we recently saw a rash of about 20 people who were reportedly arrested. If convicted, they face up to five years in prison. Do you think that there's a chance that, that some of them might have to actually serve some time for, for trying to vote? Well, what we're seeing is a mixing of legal standards. There's a legal standard to remove somebody from the election uh, rolls, uh, and that includes the basic uh, presumption of the facts. And then you have a much higher standard to prove somebody was committing fraud, and that's to prove uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. It's one of our constitutional rights, and we know that that's a much a higher burden for the government to meet. I mean, I think it has to be said that if you look at all the videos, it looks like the majority, if not all, of the people who are being arrested are, are black. Does race and, and party lines happen to, to play a role here, do you think? 
Yeah, I, I got to say, as, as somebody with a felony conviction myself, I'm always sensitive about trying to label actions or get or understand people's intent. So I, I can't necessarily go there, but I can definitely tell you that there's an impact in our community. And, and to your question about uh, the impact of race, we know that the criminal justice system in our country disproportionately impacts African-Americans, and we're seeing that play out here. At exactly the same time, the 1.4 million people in Florida impacted by Amendment 4 are people from all walks of life all over the state, the Republicans, independents, Democrats, and uh, and we know that these issues are much bigger than partisanship, much bigger than one election or one office holder. This is about really sacred stuff here in our democracy and our republic. What do you think is the solution here to preventing more arrests? Well, we think that what we should do is what other states do, which is have a voter verification system that's automated on the front end. I'm a returning citizen. I'm somebody with a past conviction. If I were to go apply for food stamps or some sort of government services, you bet that they can determine my eligibility quickly on the front end, and then everything proceeds from there. People should be able to get assurances on the front end so that there is no confusion as people move forward, let alone arrests in our communities and across our state. It's very, very troubling when we see Florida citizens getting arrested for voting. Seems like a simple solution there. Neil Voles, we, we thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you coming on the show. So, Attorney Matt, the governor made a special police force for this. Mm -hmm. To arrest well, these people. That's right. That's right. That's right. See, you know, J-Love, ignorance of the law is no excuse, okay? That is what this governor, I hope that man is never elected president, by the way, you know? You know, if if I was back in my Boy Scout days, I wouldn't elect him president of the Gardner Latrine if it was me, okay? <laughs> so, so, so what I'm saying, I know y'all think I'm wrong. I know you think I'm wrong. But, but what I'm saying is, is this, is that, the problem, J. Love, not only starts with the governor, the problem starts with the law itself. Mm -hmm. Because you notice there are always exceptions to anything good that is tried to happen. There's always some kind of an exception they build in to have a hook on people. Now, what they didn't tell you in that video was if a person has got like a CSC or a murder conviction, stuff like that, you, you, you can't register at all, at all, okay? But yet and still, even with those other restrictions there, they're giving people voter ID information and credentials, okay? So what's happened is, I think Ron DeSantis, he may be many things, but ignorant he's not. Mm -hmm. He realizes, uh, first of all, he, he, he wasn't supporting that amendment to give them people the opportunity to vote, by the way, okay? He, 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 him, he, he won down with that. Miraculously, though, it got enough support, I don't know how, uh, to pass and, and be able to override his veto should, it, should, should he veto it. So what he says is, okay, they passed this law. I'm going to use my executive authority. I'm creating a special board, a commission, uh, a fraud integrity board. And he did that just to target these people, J-Love. Don't be confused about that, and Tia. Specifically to target these people. He knew good and damn well that there are going to be people out there that are released, don't really read the law. They, they, they know some general things about it. Don't really read the law. Going to get on those 
those voter registration rolls and he's going to use them to say, see, see, we need stricter voting laws because these 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 pickaninnies out here are voting. And this is exactly what Donald Trump is talking about. Voter fraud. So I guarantee you, if somehow Ron DeSantis would lose a campaign for governor, one of the main things is it was stolen because these pickaninnies are allowed to vote. And that's why I clamp down on them. So I, I, I watched a few videos. So when this happened three years ago, people were celebrating it, right? Yeah. So within the last year, mm -hmm. Santos came up with this. He made this little police force, you know, whatever, right. for, strictly for this, right? Right. People who worked for the state were telling people that they could vote. People right. who were signing people up were telling people they can vote. Even they were asking, right. "Are you sure I can vote?" Yeah, you right. can vote. You can vote. Right. And right. so, and then now, three years later, they're arresting people because that uh -huh. base they believe that you know there's voter fraud. So and, who? And, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, Jayla. I apologize. No, you good, Tony Man. I'm just gonna say, who's the most looked at? The most vulnerable, right? And 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 Jay Love, another and and Tia and 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 Trisha, one of the other invidious aspects of this. First of all, if you're coming out of the penitentiary, you already got a record. <laughs> you got a record, okay? Now this is another felony. You all, you you've all heard of supplemental informations. You know what they are. You know what they are. So now with this, think about them people coming out the penitentiary, finally paid their debt you know, got parole or what have you, or, or maxed out. And now the prosecutor has got that bargaining chip. Look, uh, you either go on and plead to this or else if you don't plead to this, we're going to charge you anyway and we're going to supplement you. Mm -hmm. It's because you already got a conviction for, I don't know, B&E or selling drugs or stealing cars. Mm -hmm. So we, we're going to put not only the maximum time is in there, we're going to add half of that to it. You know, right. that is a lot of pressure, J-Love. That's right. a lot of pressure. That can make an innocent man or woman plead guilty. Right. And so now, you know, they're, you know, I was watching these videos and they're saying, you know, it's almost election time. So people who have felonies, they're watching this, right? Right. They're not going to go vote. Right, right, right. And they're counting scared. on that. Scared, scared, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You're right. You're right, Jay. You're right. Yeah. Go ahead, Rabbitia. I would like to see a mass exodus out of Florida. I really would. <laughs> a mass exodus. Just get the hell up out of there. That's because, <laughs> because, you know, you give them more votes just because you stay there, get up out of there. Get up out of there. Because they criminalize poverty, they criminalize uh, brown and, and black people. And, and it's just, you know, at some point you would think that the intellect would have grown in the area of humanity. And they have not evolved in the mind of having a humanistic view for all people, mm -hmm. especially civic service people that we vote into office to serve. All right. That's right. That's right. Obviously, there is something in their mental faculty that is retarded. 
when it comes to humanity. Right. They can't right. think about humanity. They can't think on the oneness of people. I don't care right. who the person is. And because right. they can't do it, they are not even qualified to serve. Mm-hmm. And now the people who they you saw the people they were like. Yeah. Grandma and them. People you know weren't even doing anything. And look at the conditions that some of the people that they were locking up. Mm-hmm. 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 So they continue to make money on these people. Get up out of there. Right. Gary, call my cousins now. Leave. Don't ask me to come visit. I'm not coming. I'm not going to Disney now. Go right. <laughs> <laughs> ahead, Trishay. <laughs> forget Disney, dog, and them kids. <laughs> you know what? This is an assault on humanity. Mm-hmm. And anybody that sees it as anything less than that, you're a part of the problem. Everybody understands how important voting is. That's the one part. I told somebody last week, we got two sets of powers. We already know the first power. Money is the power. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the only other form of power that we have is our vote. And they would take that and then turn around and try to put people in prison it's the evil mm-hmm. i don't think we're understanding how spiritually evil and demonic racism really is it's yes you have to battle it in the natural form and in the natural realm but you also have to attack it in the spiritual realm because it is evil and it is ugly And unless we attack this thing in all different kind of forms, see, everybody think that they they part is the right way. But unless we attack it in many different forms, these walls ain't going to come down. We've got to come at it from every angle around the base of that mountain, that demon, and tear it down. But it's going to take all different kind of ways to be able to do that. And unfortunately, we don't have respect enough for each other to allow that. But those of us who do, we will stand in the trenches until people wake up. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Hey, look, and like I said, like TNM saying, skip, skip Mickey Mouse. Skip Mickey Mouse. <laughs> hey, Mickey Mouse ain't nothing but a rat with a smile. Let me tell you that right now. He don't love black people. He don't love black people. He got all his kinfolk all up in our apartments, all up in Brooklyn, Ireland. I heard, I heard the mayor of New York talking about they, they declaring war on rats. Okay, that's good. That's good. Hey, I tell you what, you better hope Trump and them don't get those other bitches right to vote because you out of there, mayor. You, 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 out, you out of there. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's right, Tia. Mass exodus. Let, let's have another exodus. You know, hey. Let's say on Charles and Heston, you know, you know, bring him back, you know, get all the black people out of Florida. They don't love you. They don't love you. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's right, because look, this man is insane. Do you hear me? That governor is insane. The man is insane.
insane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, I just, I just, and you know, I, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't mean to preach, but I'm just saying this. And he's not, the, the part that gets to me, he's not even hiding it. Not at all. Not at all. He's letting you know, all you mud people, I don't care about y'all. I got the vote. Y'all ain't got enough to overcome me. I'm going to get in the office, which unfortunately, I hate to say, I think he will. I'm pulling for Val Demons against Marco Rubio, but, you know, that's a, that's a, well, well, Tia, let, them, let the black people stay long enough to vote for Val Demons. They get the hell out. Do that. Do that. <laughs> but, right, um, why do you stay when you're not wanted? You know what I'm saying? You know, but, but I, I, I know. I mean, I know. I know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I but I didn't have to say something about, about Disneyland. I, I, I did. I did. You know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, they ain't got no black dwarfs up in there. They ain't got no black dwarfs up in there, you know, and all that, you know, Cinderella. Ain't no black people up in there, you know, you know, Cinderella, you know, you know, you know, all that, you know, all that stuff they got up in there, you know. So it's, it's just wrong, you know. And for Walt Disney, he didn't love no black people, no way. Out, out, out in California with, with Disneyland, they had a restrictive covenant. No Negroes here at all. None, none. We're going to shut it down. It's true. Don't take my word for it. Google it yourself. So he didn't love he didn't love no black people. He didn't love no black people. Talking about going to Disneyland. To hell with Disneyland, you know. <laughs> and you know what, Attorney Matt? They showed where the um the kids they was out there, wasn't that Disneyland where they the um the characters wouldn't even shake their hands, they were skipping over the black kids <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, what? That's traumatic. I wouldn't be taking my baby somewhere and they'd be treating them in that kind of fashion. Their babies don't understand. Look, look, look J-Love, look, look, excuse me for being street. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, what what, what Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse and, and Olive Oil and them need, they need baby kids up in there to take their asses up one good time. See, that's what they need. That's what they need. See, my twins, my twins wouldn't have did it. My twins would have. <laughs> They would have had a different feel on that. My boys would, hey, hey, all of them would have got kicked or something bypassing them. They'd have got kicked on TV. Right there on the cameras. They would have, all of them would, I wish you would try to bypass my child. They would have got kicked by the child. First, the people was, you know, the first video that came out, people was like, you know, maybe they then a flood of videos start coming where they was really missing the black kid, little babies, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, if black you people know. stop going to Disney into right, Disney World, stop, right? If we stop, stop spending our money. money, then all of a sudden they start loving you again right. because be uh, babies. The people up under that little outfit, they get paid because you came, right? Hold your money. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and 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 Jay Love, I, I don't mean to be too base here. I don't mean to be too base, but we just we all family talking amongst ourselves. See, if they think that negative about us, I wish we get a bunch of black kids in there and be every negative thing they say. You know, they've been got you know uh, Mickey Mouse got him on crack. You know, turned out Minnie Mouse got her working the streets. You know, uh, Olive Oil and Popeye and them. You know, got them on the welfare pimping their money. Look here, I'm just saying if they want to think bad about us. Say find somewhere else to go. Don't spend no money. 
Because right. that those places are expensive. Me. People pay two and three thousand yeah, dollars to take their yeah, kids there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and by the way, one small legal fact a lot of people don't know: Disney, Disney Land, Disney World, whatever that is down in Florida, right there, they get special benefits from the government by being a, a separate, almost like a, a city themselves. Right. Okay? Right. You know, and so you know your tax dollars when you go there and you pay all them fees. You subsidizing them, people, J Love. Yeah. You're subsidizing them, okay, whether you know it or not. And by the way, wasn't it wasn't it Disney, uh, the, oh. the Disney World, whatever it is in Florida, where that where a little white kid got got ended up by that alligator? Y'all, 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 mm. y'all probably, probably, probably don't remember that. It, it wasn't a black kid. I guess alligator don't like mm -hmm. dark meat. I, I don't know what it was. But anyway, little white kid, and then they had they had all the people up there, all the animal rights people in there. Uh, mm -hmm. People didn't look like us, by the way. Well, mm -hmm. the alligator by nature, and it was wrong, and all that kind of stuff. But I tell you what, had it been little Rashida or little uh, Kwame or uh, Beulah up in there, you wouldn't heard a damn thing about none of that. Mm -hmm. said, well, mm -hmm. being time at the mm -hmm. zoo. <laughs> oh, they would have said how you shouldn't have been over there, or right. shouldn't have been <laughs> over. He shouldn't have been right. having hand right. in there. It yeah. would have been an excuse. That's right. So, yeah, so we have to pay attention to all these things when people are asking for our vote, you know. That's right. That's right. That's you know, right. they're they're made a whole police force for, you know, to arrest these people. I saw him, the governor, he was saying, see, yes, they, mm -hmm. you know, right. they're committing right. crimes. They're, they right, know they're right, not right. supposed to vote. Where each yeah, person yeah. that they yeah. showed who was getting arrested was just as shocked, like, what are you talking about? That's right. Right. That's right. I've seen this one video where even a white man was like, uh, he was a felon. I think he was saying that he got arrested for voting. Oh. And he was like, um, he said, I, I never thought about killing myself, but now I do because, wow. because wow. I voted. Wow. I could go, I don't want to go back to prison. Wow. I would wow. kill myself first. Wow. So, yeah. you know, yeah. while he's bragging on himself because of that base who feels like, you know, there was so much fraud and, and these 20 people out of the thousands of mm -hmm. millions of people yeah. that live there, right, they, right. you know, they feel like they're, you know, coming up with this, you know, see, it's really fraud out here, but you mm -hmm. know, no, your employees even told these people they can mm -hmm. vote. That's right. Mm -hmm. So it's just mm -hmm. like, you know, some of the viewers said in the feeds, terrorism, Larry said that this terrorism mm -hmm. and, Prison nation says it's a scare tactic. All of these things, yes, they are because this election is coming up and they want to figure out how to keep you at home. Right. To mm -hmm. silence you because your your voice your vote is your voice. Right. That's right. And they want to continue right. to silence. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah. So um, you guys, um, that's it for the day. Oh, before we leave, Trishay popped mm -hmm. off. But mm -hmm. I want to make sure you guys next week, next Saturday, is the uh, where is it? Next Saturday, it's mm -hmm. the summit, the wrongful conviction summit, is at Washington Community College. Please register. Um, go. I would put the link on in the feed later on this evening so you guys can register. But if not, you can go to uh, Survivors Speak on mm -hmm. Facebook. And there is a link. If you follow me, I have it posted. There is a link where you can click on that link and you can mm -hmm. register for the summit. 
It's going to be amazing. It's going to be full of edu uh, information and educational. Come and join us. Rabbitia, you're going to be there. Attorney, yes. I'm going to be there. Yes, we'll be there. So <clears throat> you can meet us in person. We can have a conversation. Please come, you guys. Um, register, register, register. This is a free event. This is our third annual summit. So join us next Saturday. Starts at 12 noon. Operation Accountability. We're going to we also there are going to be a, uh, some of the, the zonerees there. So please join us next Saturday, 12 noon, Washington Community College for the 2022 Wrongful Conviction Summit. And um, is that it for today? I'm, I'm going to put on these last few comments. And... Um, that's it. So thank you guys for joining us. Please share. If you would like to join us on turning a moment into a movement, um, if you have a topic that you want us to discuss, just hit us up. Send me an yeah. email. Right, Attorney Matt? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Look here, look here, look here. You know, Mac always got your back, J Love and Tia. That's know. right. You know, you always got your back. You know. Hey, hey, they can reach me, you know. My my clients are out from eight PM to three AM Monday through Friday, okay? And from and from nine PM to two AM on on Friday and Saturday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, excuse me. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm, I'm extremely accessible. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Jay. All righty. Bye bye. All right, all right, Reverend. God bless you.